Typical Artists and Lillian Holman present Greenhouse. My dearest Abigail, I cannot believe it has been almost a year since I actually sat down and wrote you the first letter. I guess the written word is just not fast enough when you need not only to share your feelings with the person, but also need to yell at that person again for being so silly and insecure. We've had this conversation, though, so I won't linger. You were right to tell me to splurge on the private room. My heart rate did slow down as soon as I could stop thinking about all the eyes that probably weren't actually on me. The train has a lovely rhythm to it, and everything feels much more in control than it does when I'm in a car, or back when I used to fly. Looking out of the window feels a bit more like looking at a really good screensaver, and that calms the millennial in me. <laughs> also, I saw a field of daisies, and that reminded me of you. But then I realized you never told me what that stupid joke meant. At this point, I refuse to look it up out of principle. So you better remember to put it in your vows or something. Anyway, I'm trying to remember all the tools that Dr. Tammy gave me. It's still, I can't get over that name. I know it's been a year, but it still feels like I'm, I'm talking about a pediatrician. It doesn't help that I keep going over the presentation for the agents in my head. I even feel guilty taking this time to write to you. But when I opened up that pitch document, I swear my vision actually blurred. I did practice it at home a lot, though, didn't I? You got sick of it, right? I didn't give up working on it and spent too much time watching and recapping that surprisingly good season two of Wuthering Glares. Still can't believe recasting Heathcliff made such a difference. <laughs> Your insecurity is rubbing off on me. I liked when the only thing I was nervous about was leaving the house. That being said, Ryan says the only people I'll have to speak to are the agents themselves, and then they'll speak to everybody else. He's also made it so that the meetings either happen at the foundation's headquarters, where I can hide in his office most of the day, or via Skype, so I don't have to be exposed to too many new environments. Part of me is tempted to bail after the two days of pitching are over with, but then I'd miss little Rosie's birthday and be an even worse aunt and namesake than I already am. I'll never forgive him for that naming trick that makes me feel even more guilty for only meeting the child the two times they were able to get her down to us. <sighs> I just wish you were here. We agreed it's corny to say I miss you after two hours, right? But I miss you. You're probably in class right now and wearing those sexy ombre leggings I love so much. Silly Annie gets way more fun than me. I know I should be nicer since she's helping you with the unveiling of Dad's memorial and all, but if she had been better at flower arranging, maybe you could have come with me rather than staying behind to supervise like the boss that you are. As it stands, we're still stuck separated unless we want Dad to bring himself back to life just to express his quiet disappointment in me. Not that he could ever express disappointment in you. Now, the only thing that makes me glad he didn't live to see us engaged was that his greater love of you than me would have become evident at all of the family gatherings. Why do you have to be so goddamn charming? <laughs> anyway, don't let anybody attractive and new into the shop while I'm gone, especially if they're French. I'll make sure they cast you with somebody sexy and hopefully I will not keel over in the process. 
Dr. Tammy says, every time I picture that, I should flip it and imagine me not passing out and landing the deal instead. But I think, I think I exhausted my powers of imagination on the fifth draft. I also just realized that I'll probably FaceTime with you before you even get this letter, but I'm glad I wrote it anyway. I pictured you the whole time, and that makes me smile. I'll see you soon, my love. Stay safe and happy. Love, Rose. P.S. I'll know if you keep watching Rochester, and I'll never forgive you if you find out if there was a second woman in the attic before I get home, so don't do it. Don't do it. I love you. I love you. Greenhouse is a production of Atypical Artists. It was written, directed, and edited by Lillian Holman. Alex Marshall-Brown is the voice of Rose Green. The show art was designed by Emily Chen. Greenhouse is produced by Lauren Chippen, Brigham Snow, and Lillian Holman.